Good afternoon. It is May 3rd, 2021, and you are listening to Hockey on the Hudson. I'm your host, Aaron Such. With me today is Anthony Sacone. How are we, Ant? Doing good, Aaron. Excited to be here. A lot of Rangers news and action going on over the course of the year. It's been the most up and down season I can remember within the last maybe 10 seasons for this Rangers organization, but we're going to get to all of it here today. So starting off, Zach, what did you really think of the Rangers season? Let's go into a little bit of a review. Yeah, so obviously right to date, the record sits at 26, 20, and 6. And honestly, it's not bad at all, given the fact that we played in the division this year, an absolute powerhouse division. Granted, we had eight games against Buffalo and New Jersey, but you also played eight games against the Islanders, the Flyers, the Bruins, the Capitals, and the Penguins. And for the most part, we held our own, and we saw some growth out of the young kids. I'll let you jump in right here real quick and as we sit to date Rangers trail the Bruins by eight points Bruins still have two games in hand we're not going to make the playoffs unfortunately but it was a pretty fun last two weeks where we were we were winning some meaningful games and then unfortunately the Islanders came to town and crushed our playoff hopes and dreams but it's been a pretty fun season overall like you said obviously the Rangers had a tough year being in the Mass Mutual East that's always going to be tough especially when you look at the competition that we face week in and week out you know the Rangers currently sit 13th in the league overall and that's a lot to say especially as the fact that we're most likely not going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The fact that we are in that top 16 threshold and we sit in fifth in our own division, just missing the cusp. Um, one of the big things that I looked at this year when it came to this season was the emergence of Igor Shosturkin mm-hmm. as a prime starter. Yes. I mean, obviously we saw him. We missed some time from him this year with that with the injury that mm-hmm. he took against the New Jersey Devils. But down the stretch was lights out. I mean, unfortunately, the Islanders uh, game that kind of became a playoff game for us was a little tough to watch, but – the kid could play. The kid stood on his oh, head, yeah. made some special saves. I mm-hmm. think, he, I mean, you know, all the hype of him being the heir apparent for right. Henrik Lundqvist, the king, mm-hmm. I think he uh, he stepped up. Yeah, he certainly stepped up. I mean, early in the year, he was struggling a little bit out of the gate. But you know what? He's also a 25-year-old kid. This is the first time he was really given the starting role as the New York Rangers goaltender. And he's only taken over for one of the greatest to ever do it all time, Henrik Lundqvist, who was beloved by this franchise and this fan base. So he steps in. He struggles a little bit early. He starts to weather the storm a little bit, then he goes down with injury, misses a couple weeks, and then comes back with a vengeance, proves that he's a number one starting goaltender, will be the number one goaltender on this team for years to come. So great things there from Igor. And we saw him go 10-1 last year, and then this year late he got hot. And not for nothing, he was doing this in front of a defense where Truba was out a lot. We were missing some key defenders, and... Thanks to Jake Smartan, the defense was a lot better this year. Thanks to he was a godsend. <laughs> but the defense by no means was still a shutdown defense. He was still stopping 40, 35 to 40 pucks every single night. And we really – we didn't make it easy on him in his first year, and he proved that he can battle. So if we get a couple more pieces to go out in front of him, a couple more defensemen to pan out and play real tight, hard-nosed defense in front of Igor, I, there's no stopping him going forward. I mean, you look at his stat line this year, obviously, like, you know, with us be, being just hovering over that 500 threshold going down the stretch, 15-12 um, and 12 as a starter with three overtime losses. Kid posted a 920 save percentage. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's top in the league right now, especially as of late since March 17th. Mm-hmm. He's even posting a higher save percentage, only 244 right. goals against uh, average mm-hmm. so far this year. I mean, the kid is everything that we were hoping he can be. The right. fact that he's producing at such a rate at this young mm-hmm. age – Hopefully he maintains and only gets better as time mm-hmm. goes on. And when you look lead wide, you see other goaltenders, guys like, you know, Philip Grubauer, Varlamov from the Islanders. All these teams, they play solid stout defense. Igor does not have a stout defense in front of him by any stretch of the imagination. He's stopping, like I said, over 40 pucks a night, and he's still at the top of the league. Imagine what he could do if he gets an actual defense in front of him that can stop pucks and block shots that don't get through 
it's it's something scary to think about, and it's also really good. But there's also some really other good things going on. I was going to say, I mean, you talk about defense. How can you not talk about mm-hmm. who I believe should win the Norris Trophy this year? Adam Fox, mm-hmm. 47 points this year with 40, 42 of those points coming from assists. You saw Fox in only his second year as a blue shirt. Yes. Step up and be an elite defenseman. I don't mm-hmm. care what anybody else says. He's an elite defenseman. Oh, yeah. He plays in all three zones t- all terrifically well. And I don't know any other way to describe it. He plays stout defense. He's locked down. He's not just an offensive-minded player. Although his passing, the way he sees the ice, especially his power play uh, development this year, unbelievable. We thought we wouldn't be able to replace Tony D'Angelo on our power play one unit. Fox steps up. He's making plays from both Mm -hmm. the point down low, shots from the middle, everywhere. The guy looks like he is Mm -hmm. omniscient, uh, omnipotent. Mm -hmm. The guy is all over. I, I don't know. How, like, he's unbelievable. Yeah. You look at the entire points for all defensemen. Fox is the number one scoring defenseman right now. Three points ahead of Victor Hedman with those 47 points. Hedman, who has 44. Vic Hedman's probably going to win the Norris Trophy, but you obviously have to now consider <laughs> Adam course. Fox for the Norris Trophy race. I mean, he just put it in go mode. Since, like, February hit and this, like, potential playoff push was coming, Fox just turned it into a whole nother year. Obviously, he's our number one defenseman going forward for the future. Him and Lindgren, that top pair – Set got to maintain them, got to maintain them, got to maintain them. Have to maintain them. And there's also some other guys in the core that you have to maintain. As we look ahead, there's some free agents this year. We'll get to that in a little bit. But guys like Bucinevich, Strom, they played phenomenal. Strom was a legit number two center. Everybody questioned. Finally, finally. Fourth fourth on the team in points for us. We've been questioning our center depth all season long. Strom certainly answered that. When you just saw the dynamic between him and Panarin all year long, we saw a little bit of it last year. This year, they increased it tenfold, and it was great to see. And then the youth development. Now, this is the biggest thing that we really needed to work on this year, according to my, according to me, because we're the youngest team in the, in the NHL. Us and the Devils are tied for the youngest. But we needed to see our young guys play big minutes, but also produce in those big minutes. And as of late, it, it started to happen. It was it was slow going early on with Kako, Lafreniere, two number two pick and a number one pick. They struggled early on, but they've really started to find their groove here as of late. I mean, I look at guys like Keandre Miller, I mean, mm-hmm. who obviously, you know, came on the scene early on. A lot of a lot of experts didn't project him even in the lineup that saw him as a seventh defenseman. Yeah. The fact that he steps mm-hmm. in and now he's a top four guy for us, mm-hmm. the, guy, the way he uses his stick in the defensive zone, he mm-hmm. maintains gaps, he maintains space, he keeps the puck controlled in corners and toward yep. the boards and away from the middle, which obviously mm-hmm. only helps our goaltenders more. So I look at Keandre Miller. Obviously, we have a couple more prospects. Um, obviously, we won't, the prospect pool is phenomenal, best right. in the league. But we won't get too much into that. Mm-hmm. But you look at guys like Lafreniere, you know, who came onto this, finally playing on that first line, getting yep. that top six uh, player type minutes. You know, he stepped up. Kako, great defensive. I talk about development. I know the stats aren't there for Kabo right. Kako this year. But his defensive play Different player. Is, is phenomenal. I Again, like we talk about Jocks Martin. I would love to credit him with that, but I I hope seeing forward that not only does Kako develop more, and I know the goals will come the moment he gets a little bit more confident, but mm-hmm. his defensive play will keep him on this roster for years to come. No question. I mean, you hope the points – I mean, the points should come, you would think, for Kapo Kako. He's been playing with young guys like Hedl and Lafreniere on his wing for a while, cracks off recently. But you also see Lafreniere. You put him on the first line. He's now at 10 goals. I think he was at like five goals about two weeks ago. You play him with Zibanejad. You play him with Bucinavich. Guys with other talent that can set him up – for goals, he can set them up. The points are going up, and he's starting. I still can't say he's a dominant number one pick, but he's starting to finally round into form, and you can see a little bit of why he was obviously taken with the number one pick. And again, he's 18 years old. Kako, 20 years yeah. old. 
it's not like everybody's like panicking that these guys aren't dominating just yet. Give them time. There's just a young team. They're only they're not even 21. They can't even legally go to a bar and have a beer yet. <laughs> so let's cool the Jets on them. They're going to be fine. Hopefully the points will start to produce. I mean, that's what's great about having such a young team, especially mm-hmm. when you have veterans like Z, Panarin, guys right. who are a little bit older and, mm-hmm. and developed into their careers. There's not so much of a pressure for these young guys to have right. to perform and be those dominant players. The fact that they are producing so much at this level mm-hmm. at this point with guys like that on this roster is only a testament to what's to come, right. the years to come for this Rangers organization. Right. And, I mean, we're going to go – so we're giving you some winners of the year. Now let's transfer a little bit to some of the losers this year, some guys that had down years. I mean, we have listed here a couple of them. Georgiev, I mean, this was – if we could have traded him last year, his value was so, so high, high last year. So high. And instead we opted to go with him and Igor over bringing back Lundqvist. Georgiev this year struggled in basically all the games he played. I mean, there was that one stretch, Georgiev, where he couldn't stop a beach ball in the closet. There was that, that like, three-week stretch. He was giving up, like, five goals a night. I, I mean, you looked at what Georgiev was doing last year for us. So obviously, it was such a weird transition year for us. We saw Hank kind of on the decline. We saw uh, Georgie kind of taking over at that role as our starter. Igor was on the way. He wasn't landed yet. But Georgiev was was our guy last year. He was the mm-hmm. one who kind of kept us in any type of race for the playoffs before going into last year before the pandemic. Unfortunately, this year, you know, kind of coming in as battling for that number one or 1B goalie, I should say, mm-hmm. you know, when – Shesterkin got hurt. Should have been it. Should have been an easy transfer of power. It should not have been such a question of oh, do we start Kincaid tonight? Mm-hmm. I mean, not, right. not, nothing against Keith Kincaid right. in his games for us mm-hmm. stood on his head. No, but yes, the only reason we signed Keith Kincaid in the offseason was to protect our other goalies for the expansion draft, which is coming up. Which also gets me to my next point, Brett Howden. I can't wait uh, till oh, Seattle gets up on Seattle Kraken. Seattle Kraken get up on the podium and say from the New York Rangers, we take Brett Howden. I hope because he is. I mean, we've given this kid 100 chances. It's time to admit we completely botched the Ryan McDonough trade. I mean, luckily we got Nels Lundqvist out of it. We haven't seen and him we yet. we hope and pray that he pans out to what we hope to be. Yes, but stop playing Howden. Stop playing Libor Hayek. We lost the trade. It was a failure on Jeff Gordon's part, whatever. The few of his career. The few of yes, his career the so one, The one blimp in his general manager career. Move on from it. Stop playing these guys. That's it. Move on. Look for more guys. But that also gets us to another right guy, David Quinn, and we – we're going to wrap this up quickly here as we do our final season preview. But is David Quinn the right guy in your opinion? I think at this point you have to you have to ride with him. I mean, you mm-hmm. don't know what you're going to get out of, out of the coaching pool, right? Like, obviously, we talk, we've talk we always talked about guys mm-hmm. like Claude Julian or even your boy, Gerard Gallant, right. who, we, who we would love and feel that could maybe mm-hmm. benefit this roster. Unfortunately, though, you know, it is such a young team. And if you're going to make a move for a guy like that, it almost feels like it's almost a little too late for that. You know, the transition right. time for these young guys to kind of – Mm-hmm. Build their character into these systems. You know, it's kind of common past. You know, right. now Freddie and Capo understand what they're doing now. They, mm-hmm. especially, you know, you talk about these forwards. Not that it's that much harder for mm-hmm. them to understand it, but you know, I think David Quinn is, has to be the guy at this point. Yes. I mean, I, 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 is he the guy that's going to win us a cup? Mm-hmm. Possibly. Is he the guy who's meant to win us a cup? I probably say no. I think that what's going to happen is David Quinn's going to get us into that playoff position. Yes. David Quinn's going to get us that spot, where, and hopefully we'll contend even with that. Right. But probably will be like what will happen with John Tortorella and Elaine Vigneault. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. We'll make that next edge. We're going to need that next guy who knows mm-hmm. how to win a cup and help this young team. Yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. My thing is, obviously, you're going to bring back Quinn one more year. Of I mean, look what he did. He has a winning record, 26-20, and 20, with a young team in a division-only schedule where – 
every single night, minus 16 games out of the 56 against Buffalo and New Jersey. But even New Jersey, they play us like Tough. it's the Cubs. Uh, it's so unbelievable. You can't even say that as bad as the Devils' record is. They always play us great. So really, in it, all 56 games here, maybe take away eight because of Buffalo, but and I'm not good at math, not doing that off the top of my head, but <laughs> all those games against solid d- opponents that are all playoff perennial teams, and you have a winning record, they're going to give Quinn one more year in my eyes. He has to get us in the playoffs next year. I look at David Quinn and his record with the team that we've had these mm-hmm. past three years. I mean, and he's over 500 I, it, uh, all uh, three years. And I'm pretty sure – I'm I'm, don't quote me on it. I mean, he's either approaching or he's already successfully got over that 100-win re- record with us um, as a head coach. One of the issues that obviously with us when it comes to loving David Quinn is winning mm-hmm. those big games. Last week we saw right. Thursday. That's probably one yep. of the biggest games of his career. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of what you got to say is a must win. And the fact that Came we kind of fell, our, fell hard on our face, mm-hmm. it was very disappointing, especially as a fa- fans. And I'm sure right. he was also very disappointed in the result. But going on forward from what he's done, I think the, the record has shown that mm-hmm. he's going to be the guy here next year probably for maybe a year mm-hmm. or two, unless next year's a complete blunder right. as we start entering this yes. next stage of if, contender status. But If he doesn't get us in the playoffs next year, he's going to get the boot. If he gets us in the playoffs and it's a first-round exit, then they'll be like, all right, we'll give him another year. Yep. At that point, it's like, all right, you're kind of putting off the inevitable. But yep. is he a guy to win the Cup? I don't know. He was brought in to develop the young guys. They've been developing a, pretty nicely. I'd still like to see them develop a little bit more. Who wouldn't? But one more year with David Quinn, we'll see what he's got in the tank, and we hope that the guys get fired up. When we come back, me and Andrew are going to look at what the Rangers are going to do this offseason, the prospective future with not only the players that we have, but the players that are hopefully coming up for us, um, what we should do with our free agents. And later on, we'll talk about how the NHL failed this season when it comes to realigning and their schedule and how the NBA did it so much better. (laughs) 